Brooks. Now, we are going to speak to the Mafra Football Netball Club president, John Brunt, uh, in, in a matter of moments. But every week we'll be looking at a sporting club in Gippsland. Yep. Uh, and we're going to have a pretty particular focus on some of the more successful clubs and have an in-depth look at why they've been able to sustain so much success. But we need to think of a, a name for this segment. So if any of our listeners can think of a name, hop on the socials um, and comment on any of our Facebook or Twitter posts and, and let us know what you think we should call it because it's going to be really interesting to chat to uh, a lot of sporting clubs in Gippsland over the next few months. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to it. And actually, when you said we we're going to have a bit of a focus on Mafra, I was a bit excited about it because in my day, playing against Mafra, I was chasing blokes around like Rob Geeshan. Remember Rob Geeshan? He was on the way out, so Rob ended up coaching Richmond, I reckon, and then he was sort of the umpire's coach as well, and I had a bit of time chasing Jughead around. My direct opponent was a guy called Smiley, Peter Allman, who always used to have the better of me. And Mafra was sort of always around the mark but not quite there. Mm-hmm. And then when I went over to South Australia, all I heard about was Mafra was the side. And, and they were quite incredible. Things haven't su- changed. Well, you know, they were quite incredible for such a long period of time. And mm. Wayne Butcher, who was their coach and successful coach, was a player that actually was uh, one of my opponents during the course of the day. Although I kept out of Wayne Butcher's way. <laughs> he was a bit tough for me. I'm not sure what the president thinks, John Brunt, but he joins us now. Hey, John, how are you going? Morning, Rob. How are you? Morning. Sam. You're going all right. It was, a, it was an amazing transition from afar to see how Mafra sort of moved from that middle-of-the-table side in the 80s to that great side over a couple of decades. Were you part of that process, or do you know how that process took place to make them such you know, such a dominant force in Gippsland footy? Um, the early part of the process, I wasn't. Um, I got involved as a junior club in about 2005, Followed in the senior club about 2010. But going back to that transition to the side of, say, 2002, 3, 4, that won three premierships in a row, I think they were unbeaten for a long number of games in a row. Um, Wayne Butcher done a lot of work with the junior side three or four years before that. Um, and look, probably Jack Barty was a big guidance around the club at that time. Um, and that side of juniors transpired into the side that won 2002-3-4 um, and set Mafra on their way for the next uh, 20-odd years of uh, probably pretty unparalleled to get success with a um, country football team. Yeah, exactly. Respected all around the country, really, for their work they were doing in Gippsland. And you're going for another transitional period as we, as we speak because uh, Wayne Butcher steps aside. Yeah, Wayne stepped aside this year. Um, I think he came back for one year, um, seven years ago. We talked him into coming back to the club for one year. We were, took it a transition. Seven years later, he's retired and he tells us it's for good this time. Um, Anthony Robbins, 200 gamer, um, family history, father and uncle played and coached at the club. Um, takes over the reins, much respected from all our playing group. Um, the rest of the football department. So really looking forward to this transition and um, how Anthony goes with the job. Now, now, John, I'm, I was just looking at a Facebook post that your club uploaded uh, a couple of years ago at the end of 2019, and it was the last 20 seasons for the senior team. And since 2000, your worst result was finishing fourth, and that 
those 20 years... Unbelievable. Those 20 seasons included 13 grand finals and nine premierships. What, why do you think... What, what kind of elements of the club allow for that, that consistency, do you think, John? Um, good people. You know, I've heard it over the years uh, that, um, oh, there's something in the water at MAFRA. But it's not. It's, uh, it's good people, hard work, as I said. Jack Vardy, Wayne Butcher in the early days, Graham Robbins, um, Hayden Burgill, uh, Brett Millington was a long-time president through the 2000s. Um, just good people, good coordination, a lot of good backup. Um, doing what I do now, I can't speak highly enough of uh, the committee I've got behind me that coordinate everything that goes on in the football and the netball departments and... Um, yeah, I, I guess there might be something in the water, but there's a bloody lot of hard work that goes on too, guys. Yeah. We just caught up with Bo Vernon, coach of Phillip Island, former premiership coach of Lee and yep. Gather, John. And, and I really liked his outlook on footy. And he, he said when he uh, recruited the bloke like Cam Pedersen, who came from AFL to Phillip Island, he had a look at some of the comments from the supporters of those AFL clubs. And one of the constants was he, was, he, he gave a lot at family days, he gave time to supporters. Th- th- those were the sort of elements. Yes, he could play footy, but what was he like as a bloke? And he wanted the right people who, the right people off the field who could play footy on the field, and that was an important element. And I reckon Mafra have pretty much had that for a long time as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, I was talking before about the work that uh, Butch done behind the scenes yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s. We've now got um, Adrian Burgill that's, you know, been a legend of the Gippsland League for so long. Um, working with our juniors, he's got Stewie Anderson with him that was played football in Adelaide and North Melbourne, I think. Um, and then we've, we've got Carl Kalora and coaches our thirds. He's an absolute legend around the club and a legend around the Gippsland League. So they're starting to put in that next group. And, and you're right, um, the players that come back to the club, Danny Butcher, spent an enormous amount of time yeah. um, doing things around the club, working on things to keep the club right, to keep the players right, to keep everything going right. Um, and look, you're dead right. Right across the footy and, and the netball, it does take good people that you recruit back to your club. And when they finish their time, it's important that you get something out of them. And, and we do that very well at Mafra, I think. Now, John, as I mentioned, the, the last 20 years you, uh, in the post in 2019, the worst result was, was fourth. 2021 was after the year off in 2020, obviously, like everyone. 2021 was a bit of a different season for the, for the senior side, only winning three games out of ten. Uh, just bef- uh, Is the final streak still alive considering we didn't play finals and how is the club addressing uh, the senior side's performance? Um, look, at our playing group our playing group has addressed that themselves. I think they realised that after a year off in 2020 and, and success in 2019, um, they realised that they come out underdone in 2021 and, and they've been working hard since November this year. I think they're all disappointed the season didn't finish. Um, but they've, they've, they're really up their work ethic. Um, as far as Recruiting, we're, we're 
Um, under Robbo's guidance, we've got a lot of kids coming through, good kids. And that's done it for us before. We've never been a club that's been big on um, recruiting outside superstars. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we're we well aware of and we think that 2021 gave us a good heads up as to just that the playing group had slipped a bit and um, which well, probably wasn't hard to do after 2020. I don't think anybody yeah. could have come back the same yeah. in 2021. But, no, right. um, yeah, we're addressing it. We're, we're working very hard at the moment and concentrating on our juniors to address that. Oh, good to hear. And, Robert, I think one of the things that stood out for me yeah. with Mafra, you look at their player points every every yes, game yeah, and yeah. they're pretty much all one-pointers. So that just yeah. tells the story of how much they've looked after their locals and how much their locals want to be there. And, yeah, John, if I'm you, I'm, I'm sticking and saying that that final streak is still alive because technically there were no final se- series last year. It's going on. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, John. Really appreciate it and best of luck in 2022. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Rob. No worries at all, John. John Brunt there, the president of MAFRA. And as much as I was hopeful that the decline of MAFRA was imminent, John's <laughs> basically convinced me that maybe it's not. Maybe they're going to bounce back in 2022. Maybe. I don't think you can out good clubs. No, they've been outstanding, though. They've been fantastic. And as much as, you know, you, sometimes you, you, you love to hate MAFRA, you, you only do it out of respect because their performances on the field have been so magnificent and he mentioned the Butcher Boys there who also spend some time up in Darwin have been great contributors as has mm. their dad Wayne and they've been a, a terrific club they really have so um, that is the first of our look and focus on local sporting clubs and as Sam said if you've got a name for it help us out because we're actually scratching our heads wanting a name for this particular segment of the program that's going to be a constant in the weeks and months ahead